This is Apple News Today. I'm Shamita Basu. And I'm Duarte Geraldino. This is part three in our special series called Life in Lockdown, a look at how the pandemic is impacting our social lives and relationships. In this episode, we turn to love. Whether you're single or married, in a committed relationship or dating around, the pandemic has drastically shaped our romantic lives. So we start today with the impact it's had on your dating game. My name is Alex. I'm from Virginia, outside of Richmond. My name's Emma, and I'm from Boston, Massachusetts. This is Kermit from Tulsa. This is Adam Osted. I am 24 years old, and I live in Sunnyvale, California. Dating is definitely on hold. I have given up on the idea of dating again, at least for the time being. I'm single. I was going into 2020 ready to mingle. I had more free time to swipe on dating apps, so that's what I did. And I found someone. Is this person I'm meeting up with safe? Where do they work? Are they getting COVID tests? Yeah, I definitely think uh, it's it's going okay. It's definitely interesting. Eventually we started talking on the phone. We would have a movie night, but in different rooms. We would play the same film at the same time. It was almost like being somebody. Your stories demonstrate what Elizabeth Segrin writes about for Vox. COVID-19 has created another evolution in our dating lives. That's right. Segrin found that with fewer opportunities to meet people in person, more single people are turning to dating apps during the pandemic. Match Group, which is a company that owns dozens of dating apps, including Tinder, OkCupid, and Hinge, reported an 11% increase in the average number of subscribers over the past year. That's about a million more subscribers than the same time last year. You know, even the way people use dating apps is changing. Seagram spoke with the CEO of Match Group America, and he says people are slowing down. The company's data shows single people are being more intentional and selective about who they talk to. And they're also spending weeks or months getting to know someone first through phone or video chats. One woman told Vox she's in her late 30s and she's been struggling to find the right partner for years, partly because she says dating apps created a cycle of hookups and breakups. But in these past few months, she met someone who she spent a long time talking to on the phone and over FaceTime, which laid the foundation for a solid and serious relationship. They've now been dating exclusively for more than six months. She's even met his four-year-old son. Let's turn now to people who were already in committed partnerships when the pandemic started. A lot of couples who maybe only saw each other in the evenings or on the weekends have all of a sudden gotten a large dose of their better half 24-7. We had grown even closer together than I assumed that we would have. We'd been married less than a year when the pandemic started, so... We have enjoyed a time of closeness that we would otherwise not have had. Now I'm getting a divorce, and now I'm packing up and moving out. I'm a homebody at heart, and he's extremely social. So in March, when we were told to stay home, I wasn't too upset, but I thought he was going to go crazy. Spending all this time together, it's not something most of us planned on. And even if your relationship was rock solid going into the pandemic, there are so many reasons why this unique moment that we're living through could test those bonds. 
The Wall Street Journal looked into some of the most common reasons why couples are experiencing tension right now. Millions of people have lost their jobs, and those who haven't might still be adjusting to working from home. If you have kids, you're figuring out how to be a full-time teacher and full-time caretaker, too. Add to that a constant fear of getting sick. And, well, that can all add up to a baseline freakout level where it might not take much to push a partnership over the edge. But get this. A lot of people predicted the pandemic would cause a spike in divorces. But so far, at least, the data doesn't bear that out. In fact, the opposite might be happening. In an article published this month, The Washington Post cites a few studies that show since the pandemic uprooted our lives, marriage satisfaction is up and divorces are on their way down. W. Bradford Wilcox is a sociologist and a senior fellow at the Institute for Family Studies. And he wrote in The Washington Post that crisis has a way of bringing people together. In fact, Wilcox points to a similar dip in divorce rates during the 2008 recession. When relationships are put to a test, there's this shift in priorities that happens. So many people reached out to us to share the upside of love in lockdown. Despite all of the craziness and the pandemic that's going on around you, we both found a new kind of love with each other and we got engaged. We are learning to enjoy the simpler things together. We have so much more time to devote to our marriage, to devote to our interests. Um, we are now expecting a baby, so let's see what the next leg of the pandemic brings, but so far, so good. When the coronavirus hit the United States in March, Many people who were planning to get married this year had a difficult choice to make. Cancel the wedding, postpone it, or revise their original plans and have a different kind of wedding than they ever expected. As hard as it can be to have to change your dream wedding plans, New Yorker writer Anna Russell found it's also led a lot of couples to remember why they're having a wedding in the first place. It stops being about picking the perfect flowers or the cake or the music, and it brings it back to what really matters your love for each other. So many of my couples are really and truly loving their pandemic weddings. That's one of our listeners, Elizabeth in Portland. She's a wedding planner. COVID has forced couples to ask themselves what I believe to be the most important question in all of wedding planning. It's, it's not the when or the what or how much, but it's the why. Why do we want to get married at all? Why do we want to do this right now? It's to give birth to a marriage. It's to celebrate love. And I just have to say that it's really, really beautiful to see. The digital publication Bustle spoke with couples who went through this. Each pair said, though this was not the wedding they planned on or even envisioned, they had a wedding that they'll never forget. Like Michelle and Steph, who got married in June, they originally wanted this big wedding with about 100 guests. It ended up being just 10 people in a simple ceremony in a nearby park. But they said it was perfect. Bustle also spoke with Theodora and Sydney, who had a Zoom wedding in their apartment this spring. They bought cupcakes from a nearby bakery, and they had just two friends in their apartment for the ceremony. Everyone else was tuning in on Zoom. And after the ceremony was over, they asked everyone to give them marriage advice. Theodora says she wouldn't change a single thing. And they're planning to have a first anniversary party sometime next year. Caroline and Kevin had a tiny wedding in Caroline's parents' backyard. Her grandmother officiated, and the bride said, quote, 
I managed to have the best day of my life during the worst year of my life. Ah, oh, I've loved hearing all these sweet pandemic wedding stories. But Dorte, we gotta give the last word to our listener, Fran. My partner of seven years, Alan, and I were married in June of this year during the pandemic. He had already been diagnosed with early stage Alzheimer's a few years ago. I wanted to go through this journey with him as his wife instead of his partner. It has deepened our relationship in ways that I couldn't imagine. And I'm grateful for this really close, deep time together. So the pandemic is frightening on so many levels, and yet it's so very sweet in this way for us. Thanks to everyone who shared their stories about love during the pandemic with us. And thank you to the great team behind Apple News today. We appreciate you guys too. You can find the other two parts of this series on loneliness and parenting in the pandemic right now in Apple Podcasts. 